Hi, I'm Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner, and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, the host of this journey to elevate you into 5D so that you can leave the 3D world behind. This podcast is dedicated to treating people like people and nothing less, which means to celebrate the beauty of humanity and to eschew or to distance anything that reduces our humanity, be it political, religious, social, economic, Anything that reduces your humanity, your sovereignty, your love, your light. This is to be left so that we may pursue our highest self in love and light, in truth, in beauty, in goodness, and in unity with one another. And that is why I am so excited to bring part two with spiritual oneness My brother Lawrence joins me again, and we go into what does it mean to ascend, to step into our higher consciousness, to find our higher self, listen to our intuition, listen to our soul, and enter the 5D world that we're finding ourselves entering. This is a beautiful episode, and my brother Lawrence, I love you, and thank you for joining. Brother Lawrence, welcome welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. Thank you, Brother Lucas. It's good to be back. I always enjoy our our time right here on this podcast, and for all the beautiful listeners that are going to listen today. Man, we um, I I am so thankful we met, and I'm so thankful for our first episode. I've listened to it three times now, and and <sighs> you just um such an encouragement and blessing to me and I'm so thankful and I know to many others I mean your your Instagram account that you manage like I told you on the first episode everyone just pings me and just gets me and and uh you did an affirmation yesterday and I said that and almost got choked up when I was reading that because it was exactly what I needed at that moment <laughs> and um it's so beautiful and today what I was what I would love to really deep dive into is the great awakening that's taking place right now, but also how to awaken. I think a lot of people are, you know, whether they're, they've come across the Wayfair um, scandal with human trafficking, that that's waking a lot of people up or, you know, the, the Hollywood scandals that's waking a lot of people up or even just being tired of the hatred of one man who's been in office, not even four years. It just, isn't that exhaust? It's exhausting to people. I mean, like, okay, so you hate him. I said to, I said to someone at a client's uh, office years ago, they were talking to, this was right when Donald Trump got elected and they were talking about assassinating him. 
joking around. And I thought, how, what, what is happening? What? And I said, what do you want to do? Douse them with gasoline? Will that satiate your hatred? And I, and they're like, well, you know, (laughs) kind of got into it a little bit and I didn't even vote for Donald Trump. (laughs) I just am so tired of this self-righteous vitriol and it was gross to me. And I think a lot of people are waking up. So how, what is that? Can you describe the great awakening from your perspective and just the conscious awakening and the spiritual awakening? Um, well, you kind of hit on it just a minute ago with part of your, your description there. It's, um, as you and I previously discussed before, just a bit ago, not everyone chooses to awaken in this lifetime. Mm. Uh, everyone uh, opts to come to the earth school, as I understand it, to uh, vibrate on a certain level of frequency and all that is entailed within that experience on that level. And some, for some, that does not uh, that does not include awakening, as we hmm. uh, have come to understand it, especially in this time in the last couple of years. Um, but you talked about people ask why, you know, the question why as soon as someone, I think as soon as someone says why, that right there is the first step to a sort of awakening. Why is this? What is this? What am I, what am I noticing? What am I feeling? What is this about? So I think as soon as someone has that little moment of, uh, Curiosity, hmm. whatever it is, however it illuminates, I think that's the beginning of awakening. Hmm. And so then from there, everybody experiences it differently. And there, there are lots of ways of, uh, one could discuss what awakening is, and it's really perception and reality for the individual. You, that's such a cool, ex- I, so I wrote a book that got published back in 2015 called everyone has a plan to get punched in the face, <laughs> how to develop your story and achieve your dreams. And my background as a journalist in, in journalism, there's five questions. I mean, any, the universal way to tell a story, you have to answer five questions, who, what, when, where, and why. Yeah. And society is really good at delivering who, what, when, where. In fact, the second question that we typically ask each other when we first meet after exchanging names is, what do you do? And when we reduce each other down to a what, we've reduced ourselves down to a particular, a label, a binary data code that we can put into the system and we track, oh, that's this and that's that judgment. So our societal conditioning is based on judgment, which then keeps people bound in that judgment to a system that they did not choose for themselves. And what I talk about is why is the only question that engages the heart. All those other questions engage the mind. So everyone's so stuck in the head, but they've yet to drop down to the heart and ask why and why I say is akin to belief. And we don't like to talk about what we believe or we're, taught or we're conditioned to not talk about beliefs because it triggers people or it brings contention but it only brings contention what i write about and i talk about 
when you come from a what? <laughs> oh, what do you believe? Well, what do you think? What versus why? Well, why do you, why? And why is such, you're right. That is the beginning of the awakening is why. Why is it happening? Why is it happening? Why? Yeah. Why, why, why? It's as simple as that. Um, it's very base. It's a basic, uh, a fundamental, if you will. Um, and I like your, I like the way you talk about uh, the heart versus the mind because the heart is where the center is. That's where we're connected with the oneness or the love. Mm. When we are in the mind, we are separate or divided. So most of the world lives in the mind, and a lot of information is delivered to the mind instead of the heart. Mm. So people remain divided and disconnected, staying in their mind. And when they say, why, I think suddenly there's a little blooming in the heart that occurs, and there's a spark, and that spark is the beginning. And that's, mm. that's hopefully where the individual decides to start to grow and evolve um, that curiosity and wonderment of why. I grew up in grew up in Christianity, but also was a Christian preacher and ran a ministry and been a worship leader in big churches and done a lot of different things in that that world. And I do love um, I do love scripture. It's a beautiful framework. But one of the things that I was very confused about growing up and even up until I would say I got clarity in the past four years is the verse in Jeremiah. It says uh, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things who can know it. And then the next verse says, I, the Lord try the hearts and reigns of man. And wrongly, I would say I used to preach against don't listen to your heart. Don't listen, you know, like, which so sad. And what, really that meat that verse is saying is unless you're in the place of love unless you're coming from love yeah anything that's not of love is deceitful is desperately like love so it's a if you that verse taken out of context can be a weapon but the the beautiful context of that narrative is when we drop into our hearts and we come from that place of love and curiosity and beauty and wonder there's nothing that there's nothing that can lead us astray we just all that is and we observe indeed yeah now with that being said it's a challenge in today's world there's mm -hmm. so much external stimulus to pull people away from the center even if they are heart identifying in any way and there's no awareness of that um, they're just, I mean, simply, if we look at technology, that in itself has pulled people out of their heart, into their heads, hmm. and uh, continues to facilitate division and separateness as each person dives head deep into their phone or the light. Um, it's not easy in today's world. However, that being said, more and more people are awakening, and that's the most important part. Yeah. Um, as part of that is external stimulus, there is good stimulus that is helping people to awaken. There's inf a vital information, important and truthful information 
which can sometimes be ugly, but it's paramount that it gets gets into the ears and the hearts of people and, and uh, again, feeds the curiosity, mm-hmm. helps grow and evolve and um, perpetuate that uh, awakening and that ascension as we move forward into the next crucial coming month. Yes. Not coming. Yes, there are things. I just got the chills when he said that. There are everyone, <laughs> brothers and sisters. There are massive events coming, and that's why I ground yourself now. Get in that place of love. Meditate. Be, yeah. be, be in you. Don't be out of you. Don't future project and don't be stuck in the past. But be in you right now. Fill your toes, fill your earlobes, fill your scalp, fill your knees, fill your ankles, like fill you, in you, with you. (laughs) Breathe. Breathing is one of the most important and crucial parts about remaining Mm. present or getting centered. Because really the present moment is the only thing that is real. And if we relate that to to love, Mm. I like and love as the glue that holds everything together. So if we are outside of love, of course we are unglued. Yes. We are separate or divided. Yes. Um, I like to think of it all as present moment, conscious awareness living. And you know, even for all of us, who, of, of those who attempt to live in that way every day, again, it's not easy. Every moment is a choice. So we must choose to remain present. And bring ourselves back to it when we find ourselves drifting away. So. That's so cool. You um, you reminded me of when we were talking about curiosity. One of the things, even ever since I was young, I, I remember being in third grade and wondering, how do sayings go around the world? Back then, there was no technology. How did the word psych or not or yeah. dude, how did these things be, before media presented, how did they sweep through? And I always, and Carl Jung, you know, the Jungian, like the greater consciousness and, and there's a greater that we tap into these, these things and, and everyone listening, like all the ancient civilizations built pyramids, all lined to Orion's belt, different eras, never spoke to each other, never communicated. How does that happen? It's a consciousness that they tap into. And, and so I, I've always been hypersensitive to an aware of the conscious narrative. And one of the things that I talked about a lot in colleges, I speak at colleges quite a bit is um, we are told curiosity is dangerous and curiosity kills the cat. Curious George gets in trouble. It's curious to be curious is actually akin to danger according to the system. And that is a place of fear. That's a place of, of uh, judgment, scarcity. That's a place of bondage. Wow. Yeah, trap. And, but to come from a question of why, well, why do they say that curiosity is dangerous? What is on the other side of the veil? What's, you know, the great wizard of Oz? Wait a minute. Let me open this curtain. Oh, there you uh, are. Good oh. good yes, yes. So it's interesting that. The system, I would say the matrix, the, call it the matrix. The one thing they try to keep us from asking is why. 
it's it's more what it's all marketing is what yeah. it's what you don't have what you should have what you you know could have what you met you know but w- no one ever talks about you could you imagine a commercial on the super bowl why do you believe what you believe <laughs> you know ever been like what <laughs> ah, it's something for a moment yeah exactly yeah. Everybody, everyone uh the blue pill is losing ground. You know, people are no yes. longer wanting to be sedated. The red pill is is winning the race here. And um, out of all of this, people have no choice but to move forward mm-hmm. and to awaken, even at their own pace. However, that is the way the universe works. There is a perpetual movement forward into the awakening, especially now with what's going on as we move into the 5D new Earth, yes. uh, out of 3D quickly through 4D and into 5D where love rules, compassion yes. rules, caring and uh, serving one another rules. And we're starting to see more of that now. And it's incredible. That in itself, the very simple act of one person observing another person's act of kindness can perpetuate or amplify out into the world. It's just that one little action, that vibration is mm-hmm. sent out, and that is what helps to expand and evolve that as we move forward. trying to get choked up here asking this question just came to my mind is I would say one of the things that you and I have uh, beautiful similarities um, in one of many but is standing apart from the populace and and really walking our own path and I know many people right now who are just afraid to step out of that for those that are just on the precipice, how, what led you to step out? I can share later, you know, what's led me, but I'm still even not fully talking about, I'm, I mean, I'm getting close. I'm warming the world up <laughs> with a message that I feel like I'm here to deliver. Um, and I'm not out of alignment. I just, I'm, you know, warming it up. But what led you uh, down the path that you've gone in your awakening? Um, I've always, if I look back in retrospective, uh, and I can identify with this now more so, I've always been an out-of-the-box kind of person. Mm. Um, and I think the first big step is when I went to college, because I'm the oldest child, and I was the first to exit the household, which was not the most functional, loving, uh, uh, emotional sharing household and and kind of at that time I just knew and felt that there was something different and better and not better in the sense that everything else was worse it's just I knew there was something different in a better way mm. a better way of living a better way of connecting a better way of doing things and so college was that first big step, even though I had no idea probably even what the word spirituality meant at that time, yeah. I think 
that in our subconscious mind, that in our heart centers, we always have a certain knowing or understanding. It's just really about listening mm. to that, whether you call it intuition or uh, knowing or whatever that is, eventually that becomes louder and more clear and we're able to understand it the more we choose to understand it. Mm. So yeah, the college years, um, there was a whole time of running around and partying and doing that whole typical college stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but gosh, you know, if I look back, there were just steps or stages or chapters. So for someone who's fearful and not sure and uh, feeling like they don't deserve, Hmm. And I think that right there is the emphasis. Why are you feeling this way? Hmm. That's right. Who told you? Who made you feel Who told you? narrative? Yes. Who yeah. programmed you? What did what did you experience that brought you to this point of division from love, love of yourself or your connectedness? So for the people who are questioning, people who are listening, all you beautiful listeners who are listening. If you're starting to question and you still have fear, first realize that fear is an illusion and you're choosing to believe in fear. And the more that you believe in fear, the bigger it gets and the more it stays in your life. The minute that you realize it's an illusion that only love is real, that's when fear starts to dissipate or disappear from your life and you can start moving forward. Hmm. That's so good. That's so beautiful. We had um we had some friends over. Actually, well, they're friends now. Um, we didn't really know them. My wife knew the um the wife of this couple, um, kind of loosely, but um she reached out to my wife because she saw what my wife was posting and saw this very conscious um type content she was putting out on Instagram and, and connected. And so we had this couple over. Uh, last weekend and it was so beautiful it was it, it, we started talking about lots of things and they were asking questions and I got to share from my perspective and and um, now last night this this powerful um, woman shared her story of being molested at the age of five on Instagram stories for the first time and it was um so powerful and that was the i look at that's freedom when you can talk about anything to anyone at any time without feeling afraid or shame or oh i should or what do they think of me but we can stand and say this was my experience and i've moved through that others may know that they're not alone and they can move through and that ripple effect is it's the great liberation of our moment right now. It's just beautiful. It's worth that liberation. Mm. I wrote yeah. last year. Sorry, I've, I've talked about it. I'll go for it. Keep going. Keep just going. saying, um, I grew up with uh, – I've yet to really talk about fully my, my growing up um, experience, but one of the things was – 
incredibly toxic and violent masculinity um violent and i wrote a couple years ago i said the world does not need more macho men it needs more courageous liberators of souls we don't need the top that facade is over that is done that is that is actually there's no power left in that the the 80s arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) you know uh jean-claude van damme like that that that's ridiculous yeah what we're moving back into is a, the third great awakening or the great awakening is this Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, even a Nelson Mandela who can stand and articulate in the face of the opposition, come from that place of love and use the words, which are more powerful than any physical manifestation could ever be. And that's what's so beautiful about right now is we're seeing you and I talking to giving encourage uh, encouragement and helping other people to start talking. And that is more powerful than a bullet, a fist, uh, any physical form. It's our words and our courage. And so, yeah, yeah just talking about liberation there. Yeah. It's the voice from the self to the self. So when an individual who, for the most part, is living in fear because they doubt self-expression, when an individual chooses to speak about their truth, like you mentioned that uh, lady who shared her truth from her childhood, when an individual chooses to speak their truth, they release it. Mm. And that truth or that experience no longer holds on to them and has control over them. They have let it go and have liberated themselves from the experience. It does not mean that the experience went away. The energy of it may remain in cellular memory, but it no longer holds on to your physical vibration. You are literally emancipating. It's a liberation. It's a letting go of. It's important for anybody listening who feels like they are trapped right now It is you that chooses to hold on to what you're holding on to. It does not matter what anyone outside of yourself says to you. Every moment is your choice. Mm. If you're curious, be curious and move forward in curiosity. Mm. If you are feeling fear, ask yourself, talk to yourself, talk to your angels, your spirit guides, talk to the universe, speak out loud, scream it at the top of your lungs in the room, get it outside of yourself and release it. And you'll notice that you, your true self starts to return when you let go of all that has been holding you in bondage that way. I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a story that last night, the memories flooded me so hard. It was um, <clears throat> very difficult. Um, but I think this is a, an analogy or people can use it as a metaphor. Um, two years ago, I think two or three years ago, it must be three years ago, four years ago. Um, three or four years ago, 
my wife and, and our kids with three, with three children. And so they were really young at this time, four, two, and just newborn. And um, we took them up to the mountains during Hanukkah and Christmas. And we, we had a time up there at this beautiful lodge and it was snowy and it was gorgeous and it was magical and it was beautiful. Um, and there was this little tiny, not even a big slope where parents were um, sledding with their tiny kids. I mean, it was just like a little incline. It was not even big at all. And I had two of these plastic sleds and I took my um, two-year-old son and my four-year-old daughter um, down to this little area. Now I would say 40 yards away and on the other side of this berm, I mean, um, it was significantly far away, was a cliff and it shot straight down. So in the elevator, I tell my, my kids, I, um, I said, you know, do you know how to get off a sled? And what, how you get off a sled is you roll off. If you don't want to go any further to where you're going, you roll off. And so I was just saying in passing, and I said it passing, and I'm just talking to them. It was the first time I'd really gone sledding with them. And I tell my oldest, I said, don't get on the sled, stay right here. And I, I mean, this is literally a 20 yard little, I mean, it was not far at all. And I said, stay right here and I'm going to take uh, my son first. So I went down with my son and I just make it to the bottom. I hear dad help. And I look and she is shooting off the cliff. Ooh. And I, I sprint after her and literally I see her go off the cliff. And um, this cliff is literally almost, uh, I mean, I forget the incline is, but it is a straight mountain cliff. It is off a cliff and I'm running, I'm seeing her and I can't catch up with her and I'm running down this cliff and there's two ravine like dips and she rolls off and I grab her hand and the, the sled continued down the mountainside down to a river and went went away and I got her and I couldn't even get up. It was a miracle that I grabbed her and she's shaking. I'm, and I'm screaming for help. My son's at the top of this cliff. My wife um, was with our baby. I mean, it was so intense. It was so scary. I'm trying. I still have last night. I still had this trauma because I saw her go. I thought she's dead. This is, I mean, it was just this weird experience. She's screaming for me and I cry out in this like desperation and she disappears. And then I, I'm running almost vertically straight down this cliff and I grab her yeah. and she rolled off. She remembered to roll off, which is just, and, um, we went, I went there for a conference, this, this, this uh, resort, I went there for a conference last year and it's all, um, fenced off now. And, uh, and we had to get, I mean, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty intense, but why I share this story is <laughs> for many, perhaps it feels like they're going to go off a cliff when they leave. But love is right there and will grab you at that precipice. And It reminds me of when I attempted suicide and like that split second, I can't even just, I don't even know why I didn't die that night, but love grabbed me at that last second. 
And love will grab people when they just let go. Just got to let go. We just got to let go. It is exactly that. It is exactly that. It's a beautiful share. Mm. And I know that will help to make a difference for many people listening right now in their own way. Everyone will be able to relate to that in their own way. It's very important and poignant and powerful. It's really um, important that you share that with everybody today. It will mean a lot to them. And it is. Once we let go of what we think we are holding on to, we are free. You know, there's so many powerful illusions that people live with. And if we simply sit back and become present and see or feel the moment and everything around us, you know, I think that's a great place to start. Hmm. A lovely, powerful place to start to move forward from. There every single moment is a new opportunity. And for everybody that's listening, realize that as we move forward into this new world and this new earth, and I'm sure all of you are experiencing all of these different dramas and traumas and situations and uh, ridiculous uh, acts of stupidity, as I'll call them, in certain ways. They are happening for a reason. Everything simply is when we stay grounded with it and observe and become aware. That's when you become empowered, you become liberated, and you can grow and evolve with it. Choose it. Choose more instead of others and other things choosing you. Mm. Stay empowered. Move forward. Most importantly, love yourself. That's the biggest thing. You know, Lucas talks about jumping. You know, what's on the other side of that jump? Mm. There's no net. There's faith. And there's hope. But most importantly, there's love. Jump into the love. Because that's the only thing that's real. That's so good. So simple, so so yeah, so simple. It's it's well, yeah, we make it more difficult than it needs to be. You know, we the majority of us grow up believing things should be a certain way because we are uh, told that by our parents or our educators or our peers or our work environment. Mm. or our government mm. or our uh, media yeah. or even television television tries to I mean, television is literally a programming ideal it's, it's intended to program people a certain way that's why it's called television program um, so there's a lot of outside stimulus that we once we become aware of we can pulse it we can let go of it, we can shut it off mm. and we can uh, come back, come back to the center, come back to the, the most important thing, which is the self. When we have the power and the connection to ourself, we have the universe because we are the universe. Yes. And as we move forward into the 
what appears to most of the uncertain time for the next little while. Um, if you choose to uh, wake up to yourself now, however that works, however that uh, evolves for you, even just by simply asking that one worded question, why, mm -hmm. then you've taken the first step into empowerment as we move forward into what's coming, this new world, this new earth, this new way of doing things, moving into the love and the light and the connectedness. You know, uh, we just have to get through what I liken the pimple stage right now. It's going to be ugly and swollen and red and pussy for a while, yeah. but you know what? There's beautiful skin on the other side of it. Everything always clears, everything always heals, if we let go and allow it. Mm, that's so good. Uh, that's so good. I was talking to a, a friend. He's in his um, mid-60s, and we go for a walk every week. And I was talking to yesterday. I said, can you imagine if your body regresses? If, can you imagine if literally you're aging, actually you become a younger, stronger, more powerful, beautiful version of, of your higher self, you actually manifest. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, just play with the idea. I said, there's not an accident why they came out with the movie Benjamin Button. There's not an accident why this rolling back of time, this body regression, um, but it's not even a regression. It's just the false aging that I... I don't know where I'm going with this other than I'm like, people are probably like, what? But you know what I mean? Like what in this new world we're aging. It's, it's interesting because the Bible talks about, says the wages of sin is death. And that has been used as weapon and dogma, but sin means to miss the mark and wage means given for uh, an action or, you know, you do something, you're paid a wage. So it's just the return. It's the consequence upon an action. So the consequence upon an action that misses the mark, which is anything but love, anything other than love is missing the mark is death, but not at the ultimate death. It's a decay. It's a dying. It's a, it's a slow eroding of what we were truly in alignment to be in is love and in love there's no death in love there's no decay in love there's no end it's infinite it's there's before the beginning and after the end there is love and this is what i mean like can we imagine let's start to think about what this physical representation looks like when there's just love and i've seen in these men's retreats when i help man, I helped them integrate their little child back, their little boy back into themselves. And they physically, I mean, they glow. Literally, they look different. That harshness, the darkness, the, the anger, the, all these things manifest physically. When all that stuff goes away, it's just this beauty. It's really spectacular to see the physical realm change when the spiritual realm heals. Two key words there, you spoke of alignment and glow. You know, when we are in alignment with our authentic self, we do glow. Anything outside of that has us feeling muddy yeah. or uh, misaligned, um, out of balance. Or ugly. 
ugly. Yeah. Uh, anything that takes away our self-empowerment um, from whatever outside stimulus that has come our way. Mm. Uh, it, you know, we are divine beings authentically by, by a divine birthright and, and universal birthright from the source, from the God source. Mm. We are not separate from that. It's only our choice to separate or divide from that. Right. But it's also our choice to come home, come back to home as well. The love that we really are. We are the love. We are the universe. God is within us. We are within God. There is no separation whatsoever. That's not a religious statement. Right. That is simply a spiritual observation. Mm. We are. And that's all we need to say. Yeah. When someone says, I am, yes. it's as simple as that. We are, I am. Mm. That's all that needs to be said. Declarations and, and self-affirmation in that way can be very powerful. It's interesting you say that. Last night while I was falling asleep, I was thinking about this podcast and I've definitely evolved it. And your episode is the first, our first episode is the first one with my new music and the new path that I'm growing into. And I realized, and I, I did landmark a beautiful, like powerful landmark um, <laughs> earlier this year, which seems like a thousand years ago <laughs> in January, I landmark, which seems like January, 2020. That was, that's gotta be a decade ago. Right. Um, and uh, it was really beautiful. Um, one of the things I realized last night is the podcast I've been seeing. My name's Lucas Mack. My name's Lucas Mack. <clears throat> but I've started changing. I am Lucas Mack. <laughs> exactly. It's not my name. It's I am. I am. I'm here. I speak. I'm with you. I am Lucas Mack. And yeah. this is the Golden Rule Revolution. <laughs> um, it's just a big change. I realized this last night while I was falling asleep. Very powerful. Mm. Very powerful. Those simple observations can make a world of difference. Mm. It gives you a new level of connection and understanding to yourself. Mm. Uh, one step closer to your authentic self and your love that you really are. That's what you are. That's what we all are. Yeah. So very powerful. Good for you. Thank you. So, I have a funny story. We can, we can uh, wrap it a second. But when uh, I was in college, these, there was this um, beautiful old historic church down the, down the road from my house. And I was, I don't know, I just had this curiosity about this church. I drive by it. I lived at this house for a year and a half, maybe like a little over a year into it. Um, these people knock on my door from the church and they invite me to it. I was like, oh, I've been curious about this place. Just the, the aesthetic of the church looked really cool. It was very historic. So I go in there and it's like five, three people in there. <laughs> so like, okay, this is, this is not, this is not a thriving, abundant, loving, joyous place. It was very weird energy. And I walk in and this old lady, I'm like saying, hi, hi, hi. And this old lady's like, what's your name? And I go, my name's Lucas. And she goes, Lucifer? I go, no, Lucas. She goes, Lucifer? I go, no, Lucas. She's like, nice to meet you, Lucifer. And I was like, okay, this place is weird. I got to get out of here. And I have never, 
I will never. I mean, it was the strange. <laughs> she asked me three times. I told her three times, and she ended on "Nice to meet you, Lucifer," and uh, <laughs> I laughed. And it's a it's a funny, weird story, and I'm still not even sure the integration of that. Although Lucas means light bearer. And Lucifer was the was the angel of light that brought light, the morning star um, light bearer. So there's a similarity, I guess, in that. But um, anyway, just uh, owning my name, owning I am, I am, and that's um, that's a beautiful step for everyone to. It is. It is, and there's a, a whole another side to that story sharing, which is a prime example of the filter that that particular individual lives from yes. and the perception that that individual perceives life through. So no matter how many times you clarify that, that was their um, perception. There was nothing you could change within that. So wow, that's strong. so good. Yeah. You stood strong in yourself. I am yeah. Lucas, but it kept bumping up against that person, oh, nice to meet you, Lucifer. So. Wow, that is so wild. That's so good. <laughs> That's so wild. You're right. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> There's nothing. We cannot force an individual to perceive or live or feel or do in any way. All we can do is lead by example. And that brings me to this about any of the sharing and the information that I offer on the, these podcasts, my uh, my words and my thoughts are mine. I do not intend to uh, try to convince anyone of of anything here. It's simply offerings of love and uh, different frequency insights or vibrational insights. And the hope is that it sparks an individual, even on the smallest level, to choose to vibrate a little bit more in a different frequency with more love and move forward within the life. I love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, brother. It's a blessing in my life as well to have made your acquaintance and to uh, connect in all the different ways that we do. Yeah. And looking very forward to the future of things. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have fun together in the in the physical realm someday soon. It'll be beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I mentioned, I have family on the west side, so who knows if I end up over there at some point. Love it. Brothers and sisters, what, what a cool journey we're all on together. You get to choose love and light and break, I want to say break free, break out, fight with every ounce of you to get all that stuck energy, all the negativity, all the control, all the past world, the guilt, the shame, the family structures, the political structures, all these power structures that have kept you from being free. Leave those. Search and find love and light. Get grounded in the present moment. <sighs> Fill your lungs with air. Breathe in 
and get grounded in this present reality. It is beautiful and there's nothing to fear, my brothers and sisters. Fear not, fear not, for light overcomes darkness always. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. Thank you so much for joining and I look forward to bringing, we got so many more great episodes on their way. So buckle up. Blessings, brothers and sisters. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. Mm-hmm.